Welcome to the All Things Performance Podcast, where our goal is to stay hungry, to get better, and to move the meter. My name is Josiah Igano, and whether you're looking to improve physically, to get fed spiritually, or to challenge yourself mentally, we're digging deep to find those gems, and we're going to find them. Let's go. Let's, let's, let's go. Hope everybody's doing well. I thoroughly believe that you all will enjoy today's podcast with my good friend, teammate, Richard Lucero. Uh, You know, it's always good on these podcasts when you get people who actually know you and you know them, right? I mean, I've been friends with Rich for over 20 years, and it's been awesome seeing his evolution as a person, you know, as a as a as a football player, teammate, and now even as a father, you know, as a husband, as a community leader, somebody who is uh, doing great things. And, you know, when you look at the world of sports, we hear this term a lot, right? All I need is an opportunity or all I need is a shot. All I need is a shot and I'll be okay. Well, when I look at the the life of Richard Lucero, the career of Richard Lucero, I see something more than that. I see somebody who says, you know what? I'm going to create opportunities. My family, we are going to create opportunities. And whether that's, you know, an an old coach telling him as a kid that you will never play quarterback and all the other obstacles that he's faced in his life, you're looking at someone, you're going to be listening to someone today who is going to show you and tell you his story about the importance of creating opportunities. Um, Rich has played ball at a high level, not only in high school, but in college. Um, he played at, you know, Northern Arizona University, University of UMass Amherst. He set, you know, collegiate records in junior college at Phoenix College. Uh, I mean, he's, and he's, he played professionally. He's coached. I mean, he's done it all in this game. And his insight today, not only as a parent of athletes, but as a former athlete, as a leader in academia, is something that is unparalleled. And without further ado, we get right into today's conversation. Hope everybody's doing well. Welcome to the All Things Performance Podcast. Man, I, I love the guest today. Good friend, uh, great teammate, uh, Valley legend, Phoenix legend. You know what I'm saying? Phoenix legend, Phoenix what 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 are the what are the what are the words can I use to describe this dude, man? Like you've been to pretty much you play football at all almost all the powerhouses in Arizona. You know what I'm saying? FK, aka Phoenix College, <laughs> Northern Arizona University. You know, you've yeah. played against, you know, the greats that have played at the other big schools. My good friend, man, Richard Lusso. Rich, how you doing today, man? I'm doing good, Joe. Thanks for having me on, man. Super excited to be here with you. Yeah, man, Richard Lucero, uh, shoot, man, full disclosure, Rich, Rich and I have been, I mean, we've known each other since since childhood. Yes, sir. You know, south side of Phoenix. I know that we went to different elementary schools and uh, and, and junior high schools. Um, we're at, you know, at the same high school together. Um, Correct. And, um, you know, played football in college together and then afterwards together. And so, you know, I've gotten a chance to, you know, to see Rich up close and personal and vice versa just in the way he conducts himself, his passion for the, you know, the game of football and life. And so, Rich, man, thank you so much for joining us, bro. No problem, Joe. Hey, you're a good friend of mine, man. I really value our relationship. You know, it started before sports, you know. We were yeah. friends and we had first hour and Tempe High together, remember? Uh, <laughs> business computers, man. And, uh, you know, um, 
you know, I've, I've vowed your, I have vowed your friendship since then, bro. No, I appreciate you, man. Appreciate you. I mean, there's, there's a lot that, uh, you know, when I, when I thought about this podcast today, there are so many things, man, that you and I can talk about that we can share with our audience. Uh, and when I started looking at your journey and, and what you've done, uh, and the successes that you've had, uh, even some of the, you know, the, um, uh, you know, the, the, the tribulations that you've gone through this sure. theme of creating opportunities keeps coming up to me. Like when I think about your situation, creating opportunities, and I think that there's this misnomer in sports, right? We hear it all the time. Oh, I'm just waiting for an opportunity. I'm, I'm sure right. you heard that before. For sure. Yeah. It's like, I'm just waiting for opportunity. And then, but sometimes man, if you think about it, you have to create opportunities. You know what I'm saying? If you're not given opportunities, you have to create opportunities. And so I, agree. I, want, I want you to talk about that just real quick, um, you know, with your journey as an athlete and why creating opportunities is a different mindset. Well, I honestly think um, it goes all the way back to the leadership of my father. And something he used to say was that in this world, you're not guaranteed anything and that nobody's going to give you anything that you have to go out there and get it and you have to go out there and earn it. And so that was a value instilled with me at a very young age, you know, those car rides when it was just one-on-one -on -one with me and my dad. Right. And we were talking, you know, about life and, and he was offering me, you know, that wisdom, you know, that's something that really has stuck with me, you know, throughout my life. And I think what you're saying, as far as mindset is concerned, that's the most important part of this whole deal is your own mindset. You know, that's really the only mindset that matters when you're going through life and you're, you're working on creating those opportunities is kind of where your mindset is personally and what your goals are and um, what's your determination to get there. But yeah. I, you know, I attribute a lot of it to my, to my parents, first of all. But to my father, because I did have a father in my life uh, who was there and he played a significant role in, um, in my upbringing, bro. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I mean, I, I, I love that. I love that tribute. And I think that that's very important, you know, um, to understand that because, you know, many people say to your point, you can't teach heart, right? You can't teach perseverance. Either you have it or you don't. I actually right. disagree with that because you can teach that stuff. Just like you said, right, in the car rides, after games, after practices, at the dinner table, you can teach that stuff. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? As far as the mm -hmm. principles. And so I think that what you said is very, uh, you know, it was very well said and, and very well put. You know, a lot of athletes, they talk about the grind. We hear that mm -hmm. a lot. And I think sometimes when you talk about this word, the grind, uh, or whatever term you want to put in, you know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Like the... Mm -hmm. the the terms get watered down, you know, Correct. Um, yeah. and they, they and, and then all of a sudden it's just like, they get so watered down that we don't know what it means. Like, what does Correct. that mean? The grind? What? Because it's hard. You know what I'm saying? What? Because it's like, you know, don't get me wrong. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I, I work with professional baseball players for almost 10 years and they're playing 162, bro. You know what I'm saying? Uh, mm -hmm. NFL football season is, is 16 plus, mm -hmm. you know, basketball season is long. You have mm -hmm. young kids, and we're, we're going to talk about this here in a minute. Like the the mm -hmm. youth sports is is no joke anymore. Yeah. But I want you to put some meat on the bone as it relates to what is the difference between the grind, right, hard work, 
right? Never quitting. Because the last time I checked, hard work, struggles, trials, tribulations, it's part of it, right? It's part Correct. of it. So of what's course. your definition of the grind, bro? You know, it's it's everything that it takes to reach your goal. And there's times where the pathway changes, right? You're navigating different waters. Um, you get new coaches every year sometimes in youth sports who may or may not believe in you. It's hard work, especially the sport of football. You have to practice five days a week in the heat, especially here in Arizona, to play a 60, 45 minutes, a 60 minute game on the weekend, right? And, and each play lasts is only five seconds. Yeah. And it takes a whole week to prepare for those moments, right? And it's not just during the season, it's in the off season when nobody's there to tell you to pick up that ball or go run that sprint or work on your feet. And so there's a commitment to that grind that just, it just don't, it shouldn't end. You get your breaks, of course, and you step away. But, you know, if you have a goal in life, there's, 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 there's not always a clear pathway to that goal, but you shouldn't change your goal. And it's a grind, but it's worth it though, especially once you reach the, you know, once you reach those results, right. And then you set a higher bar and then you keep reaching for that. So it's, it's just, it's really is a combination of in season, off season, you know, with coaches, without coaches, you know, I remember when I was younger, you know, and I share these stories with my boys because, you know, I'm the dad now and all that good stuff. I would get out and I would run sprints in my street. You know, I didn't have access to these facilities, right? Um, yeah. There wasn't trainers galore as there are now. And then even if they were, it costed money, right? And so I'd get out, I'd go run sprints by myself in the street. I, I did a small camp freshman year in high school and Jake Plummer, um, ASU legend, Cardinal legend, right? Said, Hey, you know what? The one thing that helps me, I jump rope, do this when you jump rope. And from there on out, Joe, I jump rope, man, every single night, man. And let me tell you, it paid dividends, whether it was some sort of placebo effect. I don't know. Yeah. But I know, I know, man, when I got on that field, I was incredibly tough to bring down. My feet were incredibly quick. I wasn't the fastest guy in the field. I didn't need to be the fastest guy in the field, right? But having those quick feet, I mean, it made a huge, um, you know, impact on my game. And I think that's another thing, too, I want to point out is having good, strong coaches, men in your life helping you along the way. I've had coaches in my life that have been there for me that kept me from walking away from the grind. Yeah. Right. There's, there's times where you're like, man, you know, I'm, I don't know, maybe I suck, you know, I'm not doing well, you know, this is, I'm no good at this anymore. And you're a child because you're, that's where your mind is. Right. Yeah. You know, like I have a kid, I have a son leaving junior high and everything's bad. It's bad. Yeah. You know, that wasn't bad, man. Let's talk about the things that are good, but in your mind at that age, right. Yeah. Things tend to bother you more. 
And so I'm thankful for those coaches that were there, like Coach uh, Buckner, Jacob Buckner's dad, you know? Yeah. He was pretty much my coach for about four to five consecutive years of Pop Warner, and we had tremendous um, <clears throat> uh, success. But he was there to help keep me going, you know, um, to stay on that grind. And so I almost think you got to take that grind personal too, Joe. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's got to be something that, that, that you, it's a one-on-one -on -one intimate relationship because at the end of the day, you know, you are part of a team and you're trying to assist your team obviously to, to win. And, um, but there's got to be a personal commitment to that. And you got to personally commit to that grind, man. And it couldn't look different, right? It couldn't look different for everybody. Yeah. It could it can mean different things. Positions are different. But the one thing is, is that individually, you got to make 110% commitment to it. Yeah. To yourself. Like right? How do you mm -hmm. feel about that, man? What are your thoughts on that? No, no, I didn't mean to cut you off. Keep going, please. It's okay. No, I mean, that's, you know, that's, you know, as we talk about this, right? It's not, it's not something that I think about, like, how am I going to talk to Joe about, you know, explaining that grind process, right? And it's and it's crazy, man, because you don't see it coming. It comes to a screeching halt. Yeah. All yeah. of a sudden, your sports career is over, right? Yeah. And yeah. everything. Go ahead. Yeah. No, you said something powerful, man. Um, you said something powerful. I I like what you said about you know the grind. It's, it's it. You got to take it personal. I think that there's a mm -hmm. lot of self discovery with all of us. Like when you really mm -hmm. take your sport seriously, there mm -hmm. comes a moment where you have to have that me time. And it's mm -hmm. just like you're working out by yourself. Correct. No teammates, no coaches, yep. no mm -hmm. trainers, no nutritionists. It's just you. Mm -hmm. And you're like, yo, dude, mm -hmm. the dream is on me right now. So I love what Correct. you said about that. Mm -hmm. You also said something else that's very powerful that I do not want uh, our listeners to, to miss. Man, you said, and I'm paraphrasing here, but you said, man, you know, the, the, the pathway may change, mm -hmm. but the goal never changes. Mm -hmm. And I just for like 60 seconds, I, or, or, you know, two minutes, whatever the case may be, I want you to take our listeners through your grind, your journey, right? Mm -hmm. Because you went an unconventional route doing unconventional things and were, was able to see the world, to see the United States landscape of football, unlike most. Talk to us real quick about your journey, man. So real quick, my journey, man, I owe a lot. A, a tremendous amount, first of all, to my family. Um, early on, especially to my parents. You know, growing up in South Phoenix um, at a time where it was a dangerous place to live, um, there was, you know, major distractions and influences that could take you down um, and send you down the wrong pathway, right? So my parents, you know, I had a loving home. We grew up in the South Side and um, they, they put us in sports, bro. Um, to i guess to keep us busy right so we can have some fun man just have a different life and uh you know my father he played uh varsity football at south and um he just loved the sport right and i don't know if they really thought it would amount to what it amounted to you're just parents you know how it is being a parent man <laughs> just yeah. trying to do your best dude right there's no book man that you can read that's <laughs> going to prepare you for all the things we're going to go through right and so growing up you know, um, I actually started off at South Phoenix Pop Warner, but, you know, um, you know, the coaches at the time didn't quite see me as anything but 
an offensive lineman, right? That's crazy. Man. And it is crazy. And it was difficult um, because, you know, uh, you wanted more of an opportunity to maybe try a skill position, right? But it wasn't working out. And here we go navigating these waters, okay? And so my dad ended up moving us into Tempe Pop Warner. And um, the very first coach I had, he said, hey, you know, my son would, you know, he, he could throw the ball pretty well. He'd like to try out for quarterback. And I don't know what happened that day, but he told my dad, hey, you know, your son's never going to play quarterback. You know, I played quarterback, you know, college football or whatever, right? And this is a long time ago, dude. Like, we're talking like eight years old. So it's hard yeah. to remember, like, the super details. Yeah. And how, whether I performed or if I didn't perform, whatever. I'm eight years old, right, dude? Yeah. Like, how can you make that assumption on a child at eight years old. Crazy. Crazy, right? And, 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 and at this point, I don't necessarily have a goal to grow up to be an NFL quarterback, right? I'm just, I'm just here to play football. I'm meeting new friends. I'm in a different area of town. I mean, growing up in South Phoenix at that time, Tempe was like thousands of miles away. Yeah. You yeah. Know? We didn't really go there, right? Going to visit family in the West Valley felt like a, a forever day trip. Now it's like <laughs> you're there in 15 minutes. It's crazy, right? It hey, was now so everybody live on the West Side, man. Come uh, on, man. I know, right? But you get what I mean? So, like, it was – you're in foreign territory and you're a child and you're just, you know, wanting to play football. Well, anyways, man, I ended up being the starting quarterback of his team, you know? And, I, I again, I don't re recall the whole thing, but – you know, his, his, I had to change his tune, man. I had to change his mind. Again, he, again, creating opportunities. Creating that opportunity, right? And not giving up on on that goal, which was uh, just a small goal, was to try to play a skill position, you know, and, and, and prove that, you know, whether it was because I was Hispanic or whatever it was, that I could actually, you know, um, be a quarterback, in other words, okay? So I ended up being his quarterback, man, and that's the only position I've played ever since. That's now, crazy. Fast forward, yeah, right? So fast forward from there, you know, I went through Tempe Pop Warner and um, ended up going to Tempe High School. Um, you know, my parents were trying to get us into a better high school, you know, a better academic environment, I guess, right? And out of the hood, okay? I mean, that's just, this is what you do as a parent, yep. or what you try to do for your children, right? You try to get them into a better spot. And so at Tempe High School, coming in, um, not even a freshman, man, I mean, all of that hard work and effort through Pop Warner and having Coach Buckner, right, and, and, and the coaches I had there, even the guy who said I wasn't going to be able to do this, helped me. Yeah. Right? It prepared me, man, for high school. And before I was even a freshman, man, I two senior quarterbacks quit summer camp because I was lighting it up. I felt great. I felt confident. You know, we were winning all the tournaments over the summer. And, um, you know, freshman year, started JV. You know, we went five and three, had a great year. And then my sophomore year, you know, was battling out with Mortensen at Tempe High. Yeah. And it was a neck and neck race. And uh, due to him being the incumbent starter, you know, they planted the flag on Mortensen. But what made that more challenging was, you know, his father was also on the coaching staff. Right. Oh, yeah. And, and let me tell you, man, nepotism, I guess, if you want to call it that, is incredibly challenging to defeat. 
Yeah. It's incredibly challenging to defeat. And I started feeling defeated that season as I was a sophomore on varsity, which was great, but I wasn't playing very much. You know, I was sitting back watching. And even during games that I should have been able to get in, Apache Junction or something like that, right? Yeah. You know, I still hey, no didn't disrespect get... to Apache Junction, man. No but, disrespect. But we used to, we used to whip on y'all. <laughs> right? So at the time, right, you know, that was a game where you would think, you know, you're going to get some PT. <laughs> you know, I respected the coaches. I wasn't happy with their decision, but I respected it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Again, you're a young man, and you're starting to grow, and you're starting to see the things you're capable of. Right? But then you're starting to see the world and how they can try to kind of take you off your pathway. Yeah. Again, whether it's because there's a family member on the staff, uh, maybe the color of your skin, maybe the what your background is, right? And it could not be any of that. But let's Or be in your case, who's already there, who has favor with the coaching staff. You know what I'm saying? Is, mm-hmm, correct. And when I ran into that battle, uh, you know, we realized as a family, we were not going to be able to overcome that. No matter how successful I was on the field, no matter how hard I worked. And it was a really, that was the big taste, the big first taste of, you know, life's not always fair, man. When it comes yes. to, you know, those type of opportunities, I've already had lost loved ones in life. I've already realized that life wasn't fair that, you know, you were going to, you know, pass away and people weren't going to make it. And, you know, I've lived through some of that growing up in South Phoenix, but this was the first time that I really ran into like, Hey, you, you, you could very well be this guy, but we're not going to plant the flag on you because there's this overlying factor, right? Yeah. Uh, so, so what you want, we're called nepotism, you know, Yeah. go ahead. So real quick, for those of you who are just joining us again, we're here with Richard Lucero, a good friend, great teammate of mine. Um, and we're just talking about creating opportunities and his, his, his road uh, as an athlete, that's very applicable to uh, so many different careers. And so, uh, and then for those of you who don't know Rich, like Richard Lucero was the dude here, you know what I'm saying? In Phoenix, like in terms of quarterback play, just the records that he set. Yeah, I mean, he was he was it. He was all of that and then some. And so I know he's not going to say that, uh, but I will say it for him. Like all of us coming up, man, especially those of us who lived in South Phoenix, like we knew who Richard Lucero was. Like, like we knew who Rich was. You know what I'm saying? And so um, it's crazy hearing this story like 20 plus years later. Yeah. But man, so now you're you're here at this situation. You got mm-hmm. a little bit of nepotism going on. You mm-hmm. and your family realize that, hey, we're not going to be able to do this. But you Correct. had no idea about Phoenix College. You had no idea about UMass. You had no right. idea about no, arena football and about Northern Arizona. Talk to us None about that. that real quick. So, you know, when we decided that it was time to maybe make moves, and here's what's going on. There's a lot of moves being made these days, right, by athletes. And um, it's not uncommon. It hasn't been uncommon because a lot of times you're just trying to find an opportunity. Well, I ended up back at Southbound High School, man. You know, we ended up going back home. And you know what? I ended up running into another tough battle, man. Yeah. And, uh, you know, my my good friend, Kenny Gamish, was a quarterback there. And his uncle was the defensive coordinator. His dad yeah. was the, his dad was the best friend of the head varsity coach. <laughs> 
You know what I mean? Ain't no rest for the weary, baby. Let's go. Let me tell you. So for all you athletes out there, just know that you're going to face competition. You're going to face it. You got to embrace that challenge, right? And so, you know, (laughs) here we go again. But you know what, man? Um, That prior experience helped, you know, sharpen me and harden me a little bit. And, um, you know, we, uh, you know, me me and Kenny went to to battle and ultimately coach, uh, Coach Dansby. He made a huge decision. Let me tell you, man. He went shout against. Out, uh, shout out Cleveland Dansby. Let's go. One Coach of the real D. OGs right there. That's shout out Coach right Dansby. There. You know, and the thing about, you know, having good coaches, you know, like I've had in the past, you know, what, what I value the most is having that relationship that goes beyond the field. Yeah. Right. And me and Coach Dansby, we still get down, you know, yeah. whether it's on that messenger or something. Anyways, man, he had to make a big choice at that moment. He planted the flag on me and away we went and yeah, had a very successful high school career. At, uh, at South Mountain High School, you know, Tempe still ended up having very su- successful times with Todd Morrison, so I ended up working out. You know, Todd Morrison, his senior year, won the Fred Inky Award. I won it my senior year, I won the Fred Inky Award. You yeah. know, I got, you know, all my, I got the honorable All-American uh, all mentions for the state of Arizona, the only quarterback in my graduating class, you know, from the Republic to USA Today, right? And um, Ended up having a, you know, ended up having a very good career at South Man. I'm so appreciative of what Coach Dansby did to really step out on that on that branch and say, you know what, I'm going to go rich. I'm going to yeah. go with the best player. And here's what he told me years later. He said, you know what, Rich, man, I had to go against my best friend. I had to go against, you know, my other friend who was his uncle, the defensive corner. He's like, but you know what, though, man, you were the best guy for the job. Wow. And he's like, I, and he said this, and he and I'm, I'm and he's right when he says this. He says, outside of my own son. You're the best quarterback I've ever coached. Wow. And his son, yeah, his son, Cleveland Dansby Jr., very good athlete, man. He ended up going to NEU and played football up there, man. And you know what, man? And when you hear a coach tell you something like that, man, it still makes me feel good right now. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It still yeah. makes me feel good. So, you know, leaving South, um, you know, I didn't really get a ton of opportunity um, above the junior college level, you know, and, 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 and a huge part of the reason that I'm going to own is you know, I didn't really take school serious. You know, yeah. I wasn't a 3.5, 4.0 individual. And you know what? That um, it's very important when coaches are looking for you, you know, because you, you become a risk um, to them if your grades are low, if you're not taking school serious because, you know, colleges, you know, college, man, you know, it, it, nobody's going to call you and call your parent to see why you didn't go to class. No you don't go to class, then that's fine. It's, it's getting paid for and you're going to fail. Yeah. And so, and it's risky for coaches to maybe go out and sign a guy, you know, who's not taking school as serious as a person who is right. Yeah. So even though I may have been checking some boxes, um, with my physical performance, um, academically, I believe I was falling short, you know, and maybe at the time too, Joe, we might've talked about this, you know, a young Hispanic, uh, male quarterback there's you know that wasn't something that you saw a lot of no um, you know no. when i was growing when we were growing up right and and you start to see more of it which i'm thankful for yeah right and so i think where i could have helped myself at that point to all you young student athletes out there listening is if i would have had my grades up to where they were when i finally finished college right yeah. then i may have had a little bit but you know what though the journey continued yes i ended up going to phoenix college um it gave me more time to grow what did I, and again, as I mentioned, the 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 goal uh, at that point was to play college football, right? Obviously, the major goal is to make the NFL, right? That that's that's everybody's dream 
if you're a football player. But at that point, it was like, okay, man, I can play college football now. Let's see how far this is going to go. And so the road took me to Phoenix College. The goal didn't change. The, the goal from my yeah, the goal did change. not change. It didn't, it didn't change. change. And, and the and support. Go ahead. Yeah, Go ahead. real quick, real quick. For those of you listening again, we're talking to Richard Lucero, uh, just about creating opportunities and how um, just because your situation changes, your coaching staff changes, your life changes competition changes the goal never changes and so Thanks. we're gonna have rich back for a part two uh we, we we're, we're gonna leave him on a cliffhanger right there rich we're gonna leave him on a cliffhanger because there are so many things that you've brought up that we're gonna open up and we haven't even talked about just being a a a, a hispanic quarterback you Correct. know what i'm saying we haven't even talked about that and and some of the other challenges uh as far as as far as you know being a parent now right you've been mm -hmm. through it as an athlete you've been through yes. it as a coach correct now you're going through it as a parent you correct. know 20 some years now removed and the game has changed but some things still stay the same and correct. so man rich loved having you on um we, we we talked about this before we were like man we're gonna have to do a part two we're gonna have to do yeah. a part two and yeah. you're you're rolling right now and i want to i want to give the people uh some time to chew on those powerful words that you shared with us man is there anything else that you want to drop on us before we, we we uh we sign out for for part one you know what i'm just you don't always get a chance to tell your story when you become an adult you know you quite often walk around visiting those past times in your head yeah and and um and and if you have a family and children maybe sharing them with them or if you can be, or if you become a coach, maybe talk about it a little bit. So it, it's nice, Joe, to get with you, um, to be able to share some of this information, you know, and perhaps it'll reach somebody yeah, and help them, you know, continue on in their own personal journey, man, because it's, it's, it's a beautiful grind. Yeah. It's a grind, but at the end of the day, it's beautiful. And one day you look back on it, it's your pastime. Yeah. That's you know, cool, and I'm thank and I'm thankful for it, man. And I'm thankful yeah. for the opportunity to be here. But you, Joe, you're a good friend of mine, man. I appreciate it, dude. I would love to do a round two. No, for sure. Hey, man, you you already signed up, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> hey, 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 that's that ain't, you ain't said but a word, man. But Rich, man, thank you so much. Uh, and and for those of you who are who join us today, thank you for listening. Stay tuned for a part two with Richard Lucero. God bless you guys, and we'll talk to you soon. If you like the idea of more people hearing this podcast, please take a moment to rate and review us because in doing so, you actually put all things performance in front of more ears and in front of more eyeballs and people will actually know that we exist. So uh, we'd love if you did that. Uh, you can follow all things performance on Facebook, Instagram, and all of the social media channels. Until next time, God bless you. Take care of yourself and we'll talk to you soon.